We're learning the fifth Sikha on Parshas Vayeshev, in Chelek Tezvav, on page 331. A Sikha on Rashi in this week's Parsha, with the beautiful Inyan and Yenish Altaira from this Rashi. The Shia today is being learned Lil Nishmas, Rav Yesev bin Yamin, Menab Menashe Kaltman. From Pasik Vayeme Yehuda. So this uh, Pasik here, in this week's Parsha, is speaking about the relationship between Yehuda and Tamar. Or as the Rebbe will bring in the end as a Sikha, really the marriage between Yehuda and Tamar. And Yehuda promises Tamar a certain gift. And then uh, Tamar wants to have a guarantee for this gift. So, What is the guarantee that I should give you until I give you this gift? So Tamar says, Literally translated, she said, that give me your seal, your thread, and the staff that's in your hands. So Rashi brings the two words of the Pasuk. And it brings what the Targum says. So this is different than the simple Pshat of the Pasuk, because Izkesach means the ring that you have, and Shushifach is your cloak or your garment. And Rashi explains what this Targum is saying. The ring that you seal with it. And the cloak which you cover yourself with it. That's the way Rashi explains the meaning of the words and So the questions on this Rashi are as follows. Aleph number one. Why is Rashi taking the word out of its simple meaning, its simple translation in Yiddish, Dein Stempel, which means your seal or your signet, and instead them as Oistach and Vitagem Unkelis is Kosach, which is a Tabas. He says instead that it means a ring, which is a signet ring. But why not just translate it literally that she asked as a guarantee for a signet or a seal? Beis, Azayez Echshveh Benegei Rashi's Pirish of Pesilcha. The same question is regarding the meaning of the word Pesilcha. That this refers to the garment which you cover yourself with. In Tanakh, we never find in Tanakh as Psil, that the word Psil means a garment. The translation of Psil is a thread, or maybe a rope, or a cord. But not a, not a garment. So why is Rashi changing the simple pshat of the pasuk? Gimel loit Rashi ala teire musmezagen as psil noitik zechnit bechlal in a pirish. According to Rashi, we must say that the word psil doesn't even need any explanation. Vidroiva machria from the vertent nach vos Rashi fatayt as the overwhelming majority of words in Chumash or in Tanakh that Rashi doesn't bother to explain because they're self understood. We never find that Rashi gives a translation for the word psil anywhere in Chumash. So over here, Rashi is not coming to give a translation. Here Rashi is explaining a pshat of the Targum that's different than the translation. So really, there's nothing that Rashi should have to say regarding the word psil. Psil is self-understood, it means a thread, and that's all. Dalid. Another question here is, Even though 
even if there is some reason why the word psil does not mean like it usually does, either a thread or a rope as it usually does. So why doesn't Rashi translate the word psilcha here to mean like the Rashbam says? Psilcha is ezer. Psilcha is a belt or, or a gartel as the Rebbe says here. Vibalt as an ezer. Gartel is enlech to a chevel unchut. If psilcha does not mean a, a literally a uh, thread or a rope, so then the closest thing as far as a garment of a person is concerned is a gartel or a belt. So that's what Rashi should have said, not a garment. How does that come into the word of psilcha? Hey, the final question here on what Rashi says is, Slibvos tav Rashi tzugem, nochna robrengedem loshen hatargom, the hezber. So Rashi explains the targum and says, tabas sha'ato choysimba, the ring that you seal with it, and v'slom loscho sha'ato miskasibba, and your garment that you cover yourself with it. Why does Rashi have to add that? So there are those Mepharshim that explain. To answer the last question that Rashi said, that, that Rebbe asks, why does Rashi have to say that Sha'at HaChaysimba and Sha'at HaMeskasimba? So they say as follows, As mitzayn meisiv zayn taba Sha'at HaChaysimba v'sim loscho Sha'at HaMeskasimba fa'en fit Rashi de Shaila. So Rashi is ask, answering the question, how does fits here in the Loshna of the Pasuk? Vu likten di verte chaysamcha upsilcha how do you see in the words of the Pasik? A chaisim and a psil, a seal and a thread, that this means a ring and a garment. It's Rashi Mavayr, so therefore Rashi explains, We're talking over here about a signet ring. So therefore, if this ring is used for, for as a seal, so therefore the ring is called a chaisim, a seal. And then Ashi explains that this is a garment with which you cover yourself with it. Rashi here is really indicating that this lotion of psil that the Torah says here is connected to the lotion that the Torah uses regarding tzitzis. When it says about the, th- the threads, the strings of the tzitzis, it says gedilim. You should make yourself gedilim on your garment with which you cover yourself with. Vugedilim, tzitzis, the gedilim, which are the strings of the tzitzis, um psilim, and also by tzitzis it uses the term psil, psil tcheles, steht in zusammenhang mit ksuscha, simlo, ashetachase. It says it regarding that you place these strings on the garment with which you cover yourself with it. So over here, this garment is referred to as psilcha because of the tzitzis, the threads, or, or rather the strings of the tzitzis that are on this garment. So that's how garment, a ksos, is hinted in the word psil. The Mepharshim say that with this pshat, we could also answer the question that Ramban asks. It doesn't make sense to say that she requested that he give her his garment and he undressed himself and gave away his garment. So the answer is, Over here, he didn't give away his garment that covered himself. This was an additional garment. In addition to the regular garment he wore, he also additionally wore tzitzis, and she gave, a he that is, a Yehuda, gave away to her his tzitzis. That's the pshat that the Mepharshim say here, explaining this Rashi. 
So they explain they, they are explaining here how it fits into the words of the Pasik and what Rashi means by adding this word Shata Khaisumba and Shata Maskasaba. But the Rebbe doesn't accept this Pshat. All this explains is They could mean a ring and a garment. However, what it does not explain yet is the following. Aleph number one that there's something forcing us in the simple Pshat of the Pasik to actually translate it this way that it refers to a ring and a cloak and not like usually that it means a seal and a belt as mentioned before besides this it doesn't explain as well this only strengthens the question that we anyways had here why would the Torah actually say that she requested a chaysam and a psil and what it really means is the tabas and simla, not exactly the words that the Torah uses. Mitzad rasbara, and then you'll give an explanation how it fits into the words of the pasuk tabas sha'ata chaysimba. That the tabas fits into the word chaysamcha because this ring is being used as a seal, and so on. The psil is the strings of the tzitzis of the garment. The Torah should have simple and clearly written tabascha v'simlascha. That she requested a ring and a garment. Words that are mentioned in Torah a number of times. Gimel, furthermore, the question here is, According to their pshat, that the term in the Pasik here that's being used for a garment is related to the term that's used by tzitzis. So why doesn't it use the term gedilcha? That's how the tzitzis are referred to in this pasuk, which Rashi is hinting to. Gedilim techaseba. Gedilim, so it says over there in the Torah, the word techaseba, so over here as well, when the Torah writes the uh, word pesilcha, so it's, it's really not the right word, because the connection is because of this pasuk that it says, ksuscha gedilim tasa, ksuscha shetechaseba. So why doesn't uh, the pasuk here use the same term of gedilcha? Daled v'ikir. Another very basic and powerful question here is: There b'chamish lemikra hot nach bizit nidgelarin vegen mitzvah tzitzis bechlal. The child that's learning the pasuk here for the first time, he's going through the Torah and he's here in Parshas Vayeshev. He has never yet heard about the whole mitzvah of tzitzis at all. So how are you expecting this child to understand that the pshat of why the Torah writes the word pesilcha? Uh, uh, it's connected to Simlascha because of Tzitzis. He knows about Tzitzis from what Rashi already had mentioned before in Parshish Noyach. Rashi already mentioned that he didn't wear a talus with Tzitzis. Rashi there does not mention the name of Tzitzis being referred to as a psil, as, as strings in the, in the, in the term psil. And here, when Rashi says the simla, the garment with which you cover yourself, Rashi does not mention at all that we're speaking about tzitzis. How are you expecting a child that's learning this and reading the Rashi without any additional explanation to understand what we're talking about over here? That this Rashi is explaining that we're speaking about the garment which has psilim on it, and what's psilim tzitzis? 
Even if he knows about tzitzis, but how does he know to make this connection that psil means tzitzis? A film is lozogin. As does daf Rashi need to say in them, even if you're going to say that Rashi doesn't have to tell him about this garment of tzitzis and the psilim that are on the tzitzis because the child doesn't have to wait until he'll learn it where the parish of tzitzis comes in the Torah but he was wearing tzitzis and he also says in Kriyashma every day psil techele so he's familiar with the word psil being connected to tzitzis if Rashi here is trying to explain the connection of psilcha to a simla, that you cover yourself with it, so why doesn't Rashi make the connection that it should be clear that we're talking about the gedilim to like it says it by tzitzis. That's the only way that you'll understand the connection. So the fact that Rashi doesn't bring this seems like that Rashi is not trying to say that we're speaking about the garment of tzitzis. So the question remains, how do we reconcile what it says in the Pasik and the way Rashi translates the words of the Pasik? The Titus says one thing and really means something else. Even if we're going to show some connection, but why isn't the Titus speaking clear? And what is the Arichas in Rashi's Lashen when Rashi says, Sha'ata Chaysimba, Sha'ata Miskasimba? Those are the basic questions that the Rebbe asked there. The Bihir in them, so the explanation here is as follows. If we look at the context of the story and where Yehuda was going to and what exactly it is that Tomer wanted of Yehuda, we'll understand how Rashi comes to this conclusion. What forces Rashi to say that Chesomcha here doesn't simply mean that she asked for a seal. We could understand this from the content of the story in this parasha here. Yehuda is going to Timna. Yehuda here comes to Timna. Is given Boloshna Kosov. The Torah tells us he went Logus Tsainai to share the wool of his sheep. An Arbit by Velachis is Bechlanet Neitik to Banutzen Zich Metachaisim. This is work out in the field with your sheep, and it doesn't require a person to bring his seal with him. Therefore, it's difficult to say when the Torah writes the term chaisem, it means the seal. While al pishpshat, in the simple understanding of the pasuk, there's two questions here. Aleph, Why would Yehuda bring along going out to do work in his field, bring with himself a seal? It's unnecessary. Base. Besides this, the question is: How would Tomer expect that meeting Yehuda out in the field that he would have his seal with him that she's asking this? And zogging the pastures, and she just simply says to him, and the first thing that she asks is, as that he should give her as a guarantee his seal. Why would she expect him to have a seal in him? The Rebbe fatayched Rashi. So therefore Rashi explains and says, Kepirish atargam, as the Targum says, is kesach, atabas, that what she was asking for is his ring. In Velachis, is a ring, a ring that has in it a seal, a signet ring. Obviously it's customary to wear your ring on your finger. It's so therefore it's, it's not something that, that's, that's unexpected. Was Yehuda hotes gehat mit sich, they said it's gegang in Logos Sinai. So he had this ring with him when he went out into the field to work and to shear the wool. However, if we hear it has to be clarified. It's self-understood. She wanted to get a certain guarantee by Yehuda. What did she choose as a guarantee from Yehuda? That he's going to stand by his word, that he's going to keep his word. So Aleph, she chose something, something which has some value to Yehuda. And also, 
by Yehuda. Yehuda will then understand this. Why is she choosing this? Because this has value. And based besides this, she's asking something which is very personal to him. Not just using this as a guarantee to get the gifts that he promised to give her, but also she wanted to use this, as she later did, to prove, here, recognize who's the one that gave this to me. Later when she was pregnant and she wanted to prove that it's from Yehuda, so she had something personal that will identify who he is. So that's why she's asking, not just for a ring, but she wants to have something which is personal. When she's asking for the ring, as Rashi translates, The reason she chose the ring is not because simply she wanted any ring, a ring that happens to be on your finger. So, because the, the importance of a ring is nit genuk farzichirong, it's not enough of a guarantee as Yehuda zal muznes sriknamen, that Yehuda will come and give her the gifts in order to take this back. And it's also not something enough personal, it's not something which will identify anything identifying Yehuda in this. Nor is yod gebeten, rather what she requested was, and this Rashi is emphasizing with these extra words when Rashi is explaining the Targum and he says, Tabas sha'ata I want to have the ring that you use as a seal. The Tabas was Yehuda sha'ata chasmin zichdemit. This is how you sign yourself, this is how you seal. But this will be guaranteed that he's not going to leave it in her hands. So this explains why on one hand she could only ask for a tabas. She's not simply asking for a seal because he's out in the field here. But she wanted that tabas because she knew that it's a tabas that has something that's personal and will identify Yehuda. So that explains why on one hand she's asking for a ring but at the same time the Torah refers to this, to this ring as a seal. And not like it usually would, a ring, your ring. It's when the Yitaita refers to this ring as your seal. We can understand what her intention was when she was asking for this ring specifically, because the ring is a signet ring and she knows that this is something personal. So that explains the part of the Pasik that Rashi explains, the ring. Now the Rebbe comes to explain the next thing that Rashi explains, psilcha, that it doesn't just simply mean the thread, but it means a garment. Why Rashi doesn't want to say that psilcha here, even if it doesn't just mean a thread, but it also doesn't mean a belt. Just a belt has also nothing, nothing important about it. Or it also has no specially connection personally to Yehuda. The Rebbe learned Rashi, so therefore Rashi explains, that refers to Yehuda's garment. And Rashi immediately clarifies, I want a unique garment that you cover yourself with this. The similar was do Yehuda, you Yehuda cover yourself with this, was mentioned, prominent people wear prominent clothing. Like you find even by Esau, Big the Esav b'noa gadol achamudais. The special garments that Esav wore, and vayetzi eved gaimer begadim vayitn lerifka. And when Eliezer came and he took out special beautiful garments to give Rifka as a gift, on Eich Yehuda 
because of his prominence, he was the greatest amongst the Shvatim. So he definitely wore, besides the garments that he wore, the regular garments to cover himself, but he also additionally wore a unique special garment. On the far is Toma given Zichir as Adisim Lesha'atomiskas about this special garment that Yehuda wears and he covers himself, that Yehuda Zichir coming up Naman. Yehuda will definitely not leave it in her hands, he'll come and get it and, and give her the gift that he promised her. Al Derech Vibaimvart Matcha, just like we find in the third item that she requested, the staff, is the Pasik Alei Maisiv Diverta Shebi Yadecha, which are in your hands. Her point was, she was emphasizing, she wasn't just asking of him any random stick that Yehuda may have picked up from the ground. This is a unique staff that belonged to Yehuda. This is some, some stick that, uh, or a staff that was used by Yehuda that expressed the, the great, uh, tremendous might and power that Yehuda had. So this automatically answers the question we brought before from the Ramban. How does Yehuda undress himself and leave his garment by Yehuda? This was not the only garment that Yehuda wore. He didn't take his shirt off his back. It was an additional garment that he was wearing as a sign of his prominence. And that was the garment that she requested and wanted from Yehuda. So this explains how on one hand the Pasuk specifically uses the term chaysam because that shows how it's personal. And yet at the same time she didn't just request a seal but she's requesting the ring that she knew he has right now over here. And similar over here regarding the psilcha it explains that psilcha means the, a, a garment, and she wanted something unique, something special, not just any garment, but your garment that you cover yourself with. However, the Rebbe still did not explain why does the, how does this fit, the fact that it's a unique garment, how does that fit into the Lashon of the Pasuk, Psilcha? Why does it tell you to use this term? So the Rebbe explains over here in Sifei. The Hezbet of the Shaila, so now to answer this question, Vu Lichten Vart Psilcha, that uptouch from Simla. So where do you see that Psilcha means a garment and not just a thread? And also, why is the Torah specifically referring to a garment as a thread, which is the Rebbe's question before? This is self-understood from something that Rashi already says in an earlier parsha. If we look at the root of the word, when Naftali is born, and Leia says, there Rashi mentions, as psil, hotten sich dem badeit von chibur. The word psil also means when you attach, when you connect things. The far, so from this we can understand, this is the reason why, a garment which is attached to the body and a person covers himself with this, psil. it's not only a thread, but it also can be referred to as a psil. Because this is something that comes along with the person, wherever he goes, it becomes sort of attached to the person. And just like it is with Chesamcha, although the title really means a ring, but nevertheless the title is specific in writing your seal. So to over here, the title specifically refers to the garment, not just as a garment, but as a psil. For the same reason that we said that Chesamcha means that it's something personal to Yehuda, it's the same over here with the psil.
Bitnvar psil, Lashon Chibor, psil, which means something which is attached to you, is Muzber, was Tamarad Gemein by Mbet and Yehuda Simla. We understand why it is that she requested of him to have his garment. Dembeget was Gata Chibor, Miskasabah. This is a unique garment that Yehuda is connected to it. Onecha speciale shaychis mit Yehuda, has a special connection to Yehuda. Zanch shivas als Yehuda, because of his prominence being Yehuda. Not just simply any garment that he carves himself, but your garment that becomes connected to you, that sort of identifies you. And that's why the Torah didn't want to simply say some lascha, because that would sound like any garment. Why would she request any garment? But she requested a very personal garment that identifies Yehuda. So that explains, just like by chaysim, the same as by psil, that why the Torah uses this expression. Now that it becomes to the deeper understanding we can take out of this Rashi, from the Yena Shal in the Pirish Rashi. The wine of Teira, the secrets of Teira that we can find here in this Rashi. The two above mentioned points, or really opposite points, that there is in the fact that she requested a ring that you seal with it. So as Reb explained, Aleph number one, from Einzeit, Hatomigavalt, Otem, Irovain, Tamar specifically wanted this guarantee. Need to leave them to Bas. She wasn't interested really in just a plain ring. Because then it has no nothing special and no connection specifically to Yehuda. Not to leave them chaisim. She wants the, the signet, the, the seal. Because there you can see that who the owner of this is and, and who the prominence of Yehuda. But Beis only Idach, but on the other hand, is the Chaisim given, she's not asking simply for a seal. She wouldn't expect him to have a seal out in the field, but not a chelik from the tabas. She's asking as uh, for this seal, which is a signet ring, part of the, part of the ring. So these two points over here, Zen Masim, Tzum Inyum from Tabas, Sheyesh Pachaisim, this fits very well with the idea of a signet ring, Vyazvert Mavur in Primius Ataira, as it's explained in the inner dimension of Taira in Chsidis. And thus is verbunden mit dem Klolesigen Hasber in Primius Ataira, it's connected to the general explanation that there is in, in Primius Ataira, Eifen Tam was Tomerad gebeten by Yehudim Dafken die drei Sachen. Why is it that Tama requested of Yehuda specifically these three items? Chaysamcha, Opsilcha, Omatcha. Your signet ring, your special garment, and your staff. Okudlakaman, as the Rebbe will explain here. The Rebbe first begins, where do we find in Teire any significance to a tabash yeshbach a, a ring, a signet ring? So from Pasik, Vayechal, Elekim, Bayeim, Ashvi, Malachte, when the Torah says that Hashem completed the work on the seventh day and creation. So the Medrash says about this, Rabbanon Omri, the Rabbanon explained this. Because the question that the, the Medrash comes to answer is, how could it say Hashem concluded on the seventh day if it was really concluded on the sixth day? So what does, it must be that the seventh day Shabbos is also completing creation. So the Rabbanon say, The analogy of a king that a ring was made for him, but what was this ring still missing? It was missing a seal. When the world was created, it was incomplete. It was missing Shabbos. And the Shabbos is that seal in the ring. The says developed on Shabbos is via Tabas. The world without Shabbos is compared to a ring on a chaisim without the seal. On Shabbos is via chaisim to the Tabas. Shabbos is adding a seal to the, to the ring. What does this mean? What is, what, what is the meaning of this marshal? Is the beard in them? So the explanation here is as follows. 
Tabas is from Loshan Teva. The word Tabas is also similar to the word Teva, nature. The way things happen in nature, in this world. When you see things in nature, this gives room to think as You don't see the, the boss, the Eibishter that's here in the world, as this is a world that belongs to Hashem. Shabbos is Achaisim. At the same time, Shabbos is that seal. Shabbos is the identifying seal. An edus This is the testimony, and this is to commemorate the fact that Hashem creates the world. The way the Sefer Achinuch describes Shabbos, as this is kiveya belevavenu and munas chidush Shabbos is here to establish in our hearts the muna, our belief that Hashem is the one that creates the world. And Shabbos reminds us also that if Hashem is the one that created the world, He recreates it constantly. As the Alter Rebbe explains, that if Hashem is the creator, it must continuously be created every single moment. So here we can clearly see the connection, the, the Moshel of the Medish is not just a random Moshel, but Tabas is the Teva, and Shabbos is the Chaisim, which is the seal that identifies the Eibishter in creation. In Shemus, as far as names of Hashem, these two levels of the weekday, the Tabas and Shabbos, the seal, Alekim b'gematria teva. The name Alekim, which has the same gematria as Hateva, the nature, on Avaya is Hoya kechad. But Avaya, on the other hand, is the Ebishter, which is above nature. Past, present, and future are all one. So this refers to the difference between the Tabas and the Chaisim. Chaisim is the Gilif Shem Avaya, the seal that there is in the ring is not just identifying Hashem in creation, in other words, the level of godliness that's here limited within creation, but really it's a seal that's identifying and revealing a level of Hashem, Havaya, which is higher than creation. That the seal of Hashem is truth. And what is the emes of, of, of the Eibishter, the truth of the Eibishter, the level of the name Havaya, which is above time and space, above nature. On Avaya is the Shadish when Anhogenesis. The name Avaya is the source for when the Abisha creates does miracles in the world. Thus in Anhogenesis, Avaya. When a miracle occurs, this expresses the truth of who Hashem is. As Zetzacham Begila, you clearly see is Velt, that Hashem is completely above the limitations of the world. So that's really what the Chaisim is about in this Tabas, which refers to Teva, creation. And then there is the seal, which identifies the Eibishter himself, which creates the world every single moment, and is really above all the limitations of creation. And this is all compared to the advantage that there is in the seal, in that there is in this ring that Tama requested from Yehuda. It's only this seal that was a real guarantee for Tambar. While in the Tabas Mitzat Atzma, just the ring itself is Just in the ring itself, you don't see any relation, any connection to the owner of the ring, to Yehuda. It's the seal that identifies that this is Yehuda's seal. This is also the difference between the six days of the week and Shabbos. In Sheishis, Yimei Bereishis, is given this, Havas Olam, Durchen, Sheim, Alekim. 
Eibushah creates the world with Shema Vaya, but Shema Vaya comes through Shema Lekim, Hanhogas HaTeva. And so therefore, the result is that the world runs with nature. The source of creation, even the Mitzvah of creation of Teva, really comes from the name Havaya because Havaya is Loshan Mahava. Havaya means to create. Elikim is a concealment. It's not the Kayach of creation. So Havaya is really the source of creation. Is das Abed in Anaifim, wie der Shemavaya is made and piled durch Shemalakim. However, within nature, the revelation of the Abishtar of Avaya is not here. It's concealed. The Abishtar creates and then encloses and cloaks himself and, and conceals himself through the name Alakim, which doesn't allow us to see the Shemavaya. Abed Bishabis is Sugikumim, the Chesoma Yishalakadish Baruchu Emes. However, on Shabbos, what's added here is the seal of Hashem, which is truth. The emes havaya loyalam, the truth of havaya. The shem havaya was his mitzad atzmai, v'et is mitzad atzmai, is nimshach gevaren in velt. The name havaya, not through elikim, but directly. The, the name of havaya that's above nature is drawn down and is revealed into the world every Shabbos. This also fits with the difference that's explained between the seal and the ring as it is in the Sphiris above, in the Holy Sphiris. Chaisam is Sphiris HaYisait. Chaisam is related to the Sphir of Yisait, which is the last of the main Sphiris that are removed of the existence of the worlds. On Tabas, Malchus. Tabas is related to Malchus. Malchus is the last of the Sphiris, and it's actually the opening the commun- that communicates and opens up to the next world, to bring it down. So therefore, Tabas, which is related to nature, is Malchus. Malchus is the source of creation and the source of nature. On Yisoid, which is Zah, Yisoid, which is the conclusion of the main Sphiris of Zah, the Shadish Van Anhogenesis. When Yisoid is revealed in the world, this is the source of miraculous behavior in the world. So this is the explanation of the Tabas and the Chaisim. But now the question is why is the Chaisim inside the Tabas? In other words, we're talking about a signet ring. Not two separate things, a ring and a seal. So that so over here, the Reb explained that it's like Shabbos and the six days of the week. It's two separate things. So, but there are over here, it's inside the ring itself. That's really the point of this mashal. And the same thing also regarding Shabbos. The idea of Shabbos is to complete the six days of the week, to complete creation. So the Reb explains, "Vigizakt as we explained before. We're talking over here about a seal that's not something separate for itself. The seal is inside the ring. And when you see the seal, so this shows you that this is the ring that belongs to Yehuda. The point over here about Shabbos and the six days of the week is not that Shabbos, which represents the level of godliness, a miracle that's above the existence of the world, is separated from the six days of the week, which is nature. Shabbos is the seventh of the six days of the week. Shabbos brings completion to creation. As the Medrash says, What was the world missing? Shabbos. So the world itself becomes completed by Shabbos. What does this mean? What's the real completion of revealing of what nature itself really is? 
when you draw the level of godliness that's higher than nature, that will reveal and identify what nature itself really is. You draw down the level of Avaya to itself, which is completely higher than the Metzius of the world. That reveals what nature really is. That nature is really also godliness. And the same alukos, like the level of godliness which is above nature. So that's the point of having the seal inside the ring, because Shabbos is really here to reveal the true identity of what nature itself is. This is also true, the same is regarding the way a person serves Hashem. There are two different approaches in Avedis Hashem corresponding to the Aveda of the weekday and the Aveda of Shabbos. An Aveda Vosiz Alpitam Vedas when a person serves Hashem with reason and logic according to his nature, just like there's the nature in the world, there's the nature of the person following the way he understands things. And this connects and brings down a level of godliness which is related to the existence of creation. Base, but then they're serving Hashem on a completely different level. The Aveide from Mesiris Nefesh, Mitam Vedas. Person serving Hashem with absolute self-sacrifice, not thinking and not at all considering his understanding. This kind of connection to Hashem, this kind of service brings down a level of godliness which is completely beyond the limits of creation. Which is expressed by a miracle occurring. So now you have to fuse the two together. When do you have the completion? What really elevates the Aveda that a person ordinarily does when he serves Hashem, when he's using his understanding and his, his Tam Vedas, is Dafke, when you could infuse and integrate into this regular Aveda, so to speak, with this unique and special connection that a Yid has to Hashem, the self-sacrifice, the Mesiris Nefesh, when you connect the two together, so that completes the regular Tam Vedas Aveda of a Yid. And that's what we learn out from the six days of the week and Shabbos, that Shabbos completes the six days of the week. So this now brings us back over here to the story with Yehuda and Tamar and the items that she requested from Yehuda. So this explanation here. And then what the seal and the ring represent. As thus is the chibur funes, what we're really doing over here is we're joining together a miracle, which is what the seal represents, identifying the Abishtir, Yusaid, the level of Yusaid, which is above the source of creation. On Teva, nature, which is related to the sphere of Malchus. Is verbunden, is also connected with Pnimis de Gintam, for was Tomar had gebeten die drei Sachen. This gives us a deeper reason why Tomar requested specifically these three items from Yehuda. Chesamcha, Opsilcha, Omatcha. The seal, or the ring with the seal, and the garment, and your, your staff. Steten Svarim, because it says in Svarim in Kabbalah, as Tomar is the beginner from Malchus. Tomar represents Malchus. She's asking specifically for these three items. They correspond to the three spheres of Yisoid. The seal is Yisoid. The sphere of Netzach is related to Psilcha. And Hoid is Matcha, is your staff. So what was he trying to accomplish by requesting from Yehuda to give her these three items which are basically asking for Yisoid, Netzach and Hoid? 
Und mit dem hat sie gewollt öfter dem Chibur von die Sphiris, was Hecher von Malchus mit Sphiris am Malchus. She wanted to draw down and bring together the higher levels of godliness, which are unlimited, to, to, uh, in relation to Malchus, and bring them down into the into the sphere, into the place of Malchus. This is what's referred to in the language of Chassidus, Binyan HaMalchus, the construction of the sphere of Malchus, which is that Malchus should have the revelation of the highest spheres in it, and then Malchus could bring down this higher revelation into the world. This is what Tomo is really requesting from Yehuda, to create this connection of what's above nature into nature. Undefaren, therefore, is Durchdem Maisi Yehuda Vitama. From this relationship between Yehuda and Tama, what is this the beginning of? Geboren Gevaren Peretz. So first Peretz is born. Vasvenim is der Abstam von Malchus based David. And then from Peretz, he is the beginning of the lineage of the Melucha, of the kingdom of David. B is Mashiach, and until finally, till Mashiach, which will be a descendant from David. Das hey, so what this means is, as that in you, from Binyan Malchus. When Tama was requesting from Yehuda to draw down these godly revelations of Netzach Chayd Yisoyed through these three physical items that she wanted, but it's really re- representing a godly revelation that she wanted to draw down to herself in the level of Malchus. So, so this, this idea of Binyan Malchus, this will be fully completed, it all starts right over here when Tamar is requesting of Yehuda to give her these three items and create the beginning of this connection of nature of Malchus with these items that represent the higher level of revelation, the seal of Hashem, and those higher identifying things of Shem Avaya that, that will be revealed in, the, in nature. So based on this we can also say, This is the deeper understanding why Rashi says that when the Torah says a seal, it means a ring. And it means a ring that has a seal in it. Because the ring, and the seal in it is combining together these two levels of Yisoyed and Malchus, the Nes and the Teva. So the asking for this, this seal with the ring is This is fitting with the whole entire accomplishment that Tamar was trying to do here in this story. Der Binyan Malchus to construct Malchus. What does that mean? Hamshachas bechinas achaisim yisoid to draw down a higher level of revelation, the seal, the identifying seal of godliness in the bechinef and tabas Malchus, bringing it down into nature of the world, into a ring which itself is not identifying, but to draw down that identifying seal in the nature of the world itself, which is represented by the ring and svirisa Malchus. So this gives us a completely different understanding of what Tama was doing here. This wasn't just random items or even special items, identifying items that she was requesting from Yehuda, but this was the beginning, the beginning of, of uh, the building of Malchus based David and ultimately bringing down the revelation of uh, Melech HaMashiach in the world. The Rebbe concludes here with a beautiful vart based on the Teisvah so the Bali Ateisus over here say, regarding this that Toma requested from Yehuda, this ring, as Kitcher B'Tabas, that when he gave her this ring, what's really happening over here is, he's being Mekadasher. He's being Mekadasher with a ring. 
with giving her his seal, which is the ring, This is the source of the custom to be Mekadosh, a woman, with a Tabas. The condition of a Tabas is essentially being Mekadosh with Kesef. As the Mishnah says, one of the ways to be Mekadosh Isha is with money, or the value of money. So why do you give a ring specifically? The source is, is over here from Yehuda that was Mekadosh, Tamar, with a ring. So the question on this is, what is the specific connection between Kedushin and a ring that the Minig is, that we, from here we take that Dafka ring? Additionally, the question is, that the fact that the Teireh is Meramez, hints this idea that Kedushin should be done with the ring in none of the other marriages in Teireh. But specifically over here, regarding this marriage of Yehuda and Tamar, that there's a connection about this specific marriage to the idea that we use a ring by every single marriage. So what's the point there? So based on what we explained before regarding what Tamar was really accomplishing by marrying Yehuda and giving birth to Peretz and then Malchus based David, we'll understand the connection that really this is, in a, in a, is, to some extent, occurring by every single marriage. It's the beard in them, so the explanation is as follows. Says Yidua, it's known what is really happening, spiritually speaking, when a marriage, takes, when a marriage happens. As the Gilui from Koyach HaEinsoyf Doan Velt, the revelation of the infinite power of Hashem here, in this world, is expressed in marriage. You get married, and this is an everlasting edifice, Ein Saif, infinite, and this, in other words, this brings a birth from one generation to the next endlessly. Das heißt, what this means is, as Nisuin, that every marriage is bedugmastem chibur from chinas chaisim nes on tabas teva. Every marriage is really bringing together a miracle, an infinite power of revelation within nature, within the world, which is the unity of the two uh, ideas of the chaisim the seal, which is the miracle, and the tabas, which represents nature. The gilui from in Marriage brings a revelation of the infinite power of Hashem, but here, in nature, within the world itself. But now, since the, the true and, fulf- and complete fulfillment of, of constructing Malchus, of bringing this full revelation into Malchus, the chibu from joining together, bringing the revelation of, of infinity, of the Eibishter, here in this world, Nes and Teva, joining together a miracle in nature, Yisoyed Za and Malchus, or the two spheres of Yisoyed and Malchus. So this will be revealed fully when Mashiach comes. And this all begins by the marriage of Yehuda and Tamar. This is what their marriage specifically was really all about. Kanal, as explained before. So therefore, this idea of what every marriage has in it is hinted specifically by this marriage, which was the beginning of the general revelation regarding the whole world, the revelation of Ein Saif in the world, in Tev of the world, that will be fulfilled fully when Mashiach comes. And the Ha'ara, take a look in Ha'ara 59, you'll see that Rebbe explains, if so, why is it that today the ring we use is not a ring with a seal in it? Take a look, a beautiful Ha'ara.